wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills preview podcast. Uh huh. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. We're coming off a resounding road win. We won! Against division foe, the New York Jets. Heading into the bye week, 5-3, and three, the midway point of the season, all is well in Bills Nation. There's nothing to complain about because I haven't heard anybody on the radio or anybody on any of the message boards complain about anything, so this should be a really positive, upbeat episode. I'm Lars, joining us tonight, Buffalo Bill Belcher is here. Holla! And also with us is the president of the Chicago Bills backers, Sujit. What up, girl? We have no Cassie, and of course we have no Jeff Day, but we're going to have a good time tonight. It's the bye week, so we don't really have much to talk about. Uh, in advance of the next game, that being against the Kansas City Chiefs. So this might be a bit of a wild card episode. We'll have to wait and see. Billsandbeers.com, best way to find us. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody in Bills Nation how you found us. Gentlemen, let's talk about that Jets game to get right into the wild stuff. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say you will. Shout it right now, baby. Well, it started off with a bang. Then it banged two more times, and then it was a goodbye, Geno Smith. That was a very beautiful 40-point total, 20-point differential victory against the team that I said last week I may hate sometimes more than the, the Patriots. Bill was Bill. not with us at the bar. Bill was not. Uh, but at one point, I think after the third interception, we were looking around just to make sure that we weren't being punked. It was pretty incredible to watch Geno Smith, who we've all known E.J. Manuel's better than Geno Smith. E.J. Manuel's better than Geno Smith, just based on all these mistakes that he made. But Geno still had his job, and Geno would move the ball. But we finally saw what happens when all of those mistakes kind of catch up to you. And unfortunately for Geno Smith, they all happened in the same game. Bill, did you watch the game? Oh, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, I mean, I had the entire thing recorded, and phones off. No, I made the cab driver. The Bears game was on the radio. I made the cab driver turn off the Bears game because I thought they were gonna like go to some like score updates or whatever. Well, they would have. Yeah, that was a, that was a pro move. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I watched the game and uh, it was definitely. I was just like, wow, thank you for being so horrible. Well, but I, it kept being thank you for being so horrible. Then like, why the hell can't we just put them away? The game should be like thirty to three right now going into the half. Yeah, there's no doubt that you know so. I was very, I mean, Lars knows how mad I was. When... And again, I was just thinking, if we were playing any other team right now, the score, we, you know, we, we would have let or them, it... we, we would have really let them back in the game to the point where they would probably would have taken the lead. You know, and in all of, all of these back and forths, because this argument is And no, the play calling is not going to change. I hate that argument more than anybody else. It's if we, stupid. If we were playing the Patriots, yeah, but we weren't playing the Patriots. We were playing the Jets, and we made the calls, and we played the game. Wait, my argument? Yeah, your argument. That's silly. Yeah, it is, because you can't say that no, we would have been playing any other ha- team, but we weren't playing hate, any other team. You hating my argument is silly. No, are you listening to what I'm saying? Sujit, are you hearing what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you know, I think I, I see both your points that, you know, we can't do— if this was a, bad, a, a better team and we played the way we had— then they would have come back into the game. And I, I, I totally think that makes sense. The only, and then I think what Lars is saying is that you play, you, you call the plays, and even in a situation like you, the, the plays you call are appropriate to the team you're playing and also to the situation that you're in. So when your defense is constantly stopping their offense, then you, you know, you, 
you you play conservative sometimes on on, on offense. Yeah, but now, I think the but but I think that the plays that were called were more of the same of the plays that were being yeah, called. Yeah, and then I, I think that that's we've a fair seen point. that we've seen all year, regardless okay, of what running backs are in the game. We have you know two three yard rushes, a whole bunch of three and outs. In fact, we, we had are, nine we, nine first first downs in the entire game. In that's fact, pathetic. We we're are, three for twelve on uh, thir- for third down conversions. We, well, that's first miserable. Off, first off, we had eleven first downs. And we had 10 of them in the first half. So we actually did okay in the first half. In the second half, we went into a shell. Nobody's arguing that. You can argue whether or not it was a good idea to go into a shell, but we most certainly did. Now, to your point, you said you, we can't play against like, like this against any other team. In fact, we did. We gave up three turnovers, and we're still only down by six points to the Patriots at halftime. And then we're within a score at the end of the game, in a game that we should have had a pick six from Nikel Roby. So... I'm not entirely certain with this defense that any amount of mistakes on offense will ever put us out of a game. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's ultimately what it comes down to, is that our defense is saving us. Now, that being said, the first two turnovers, zero points. That yeah. is just unacceptable. Well, and, one of them And was one of them because, because of, of a penalty. penalty. You yeah. know, I mean, like, that's just unacceptable. You at least need to score three points off of a turnover, especially when you're in the opponent's territory. Now, the one thing that was different, Bill, with the play calling this week is that we had two really long, what should have been two touchdown uh, passes that were, you know, 70, 80 yards. One of them was 60 yards. The other one should have been an 89 yard touchdown had Sammy not celebrated. So, I mean that deep pass and one of those deep passes, the one that was kind of that teardrop land in uh, Sammy's basket over his head. That was, I mean, that was a beautiful pass that we just haven't thrown at all this year. We've thrown a couple times to the sidelines, but um, besides maybe the one uh, Mike Williams, EJ to Mike Williams throw, um, which I think was on a broken play anyways. That's, oh, yeah. That, that Sammy, Sammy throw is the second um, longest yeah. completion in the entire NFL for the season. Yeah, and it would have there been was, the longest if, yeah, 84 uh, if, he, yards, if he had made a touchdown. Who had a longer one this year? Uh, Peyton and one of his... Oh, cronies on the on the Broncos. Oh, I thought I was looking at. Which, by the way, you know how the Broncos are playing the Pats this weekend. Pats are gonna win Sunday night. Pats are definitely. Pats are gonna win. I mean, it's in New England, of course. Yeah, I was listening to New England. I was listening to Mike and Mike this morning in New England. He said, he said, and he, you know, he's a huge like uh, Mike Greenberg, the big Jets fan. He's just like, yeah, well, of course, you know, Sunday night. Of course, the games in New England feels like every time the the Broncos play the Patriots, uh, it's in New England. So let's take a minute and just go back to the Jets game and talk a little bit more about this victory and kind of what it means. So one, it's going into a bye week, so obviously it's great to end on a positive note. Uh, but the other thing was that, you know, f- from the Jets' standpoint, you know, we were worried all week, at least I was worried all week, that, oh, the Jets have been playing all these really hard teams and they're not as bad as they think and the Bills are going to, you know, put their guard down and do what the Bills always do and lose to some team that everyone thought that they should beat. Uh, and they didn't. And it's not just that they squeaked by like they get, you know, they, they maybe they learned something from that loss or from that win over Minnesota where they just kind of squeaked by and really played poorly and in that situation were very much benefited by a bad team. They didn't do that. They This time they, they put the smack down, you know. And, yes, it took them a little bit of time to actually close them out of the game. That's fair. And I think a big part of that is the first quarter not turning those turnovers into points. And then the second quarter, the reason that we we weren't scoring or the reason we weren't able to put them out of the game is because the defense didn't have an answer for Michael Vick in the second quarter. 
But what did they do? They, they, they went into the half. They made adjustments. They had people shadowing the edges of the line so that Michael Vick couldn't run. And Michael Vick was neutralized at that point. And that's when they started to put the game away. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are incredibly positive about this game. And I think it speaks a lot for, you know, the team kind of sticking together. Well, can we at least, Bill, acknowledge that that the offense scored 43 points on the road against Rex Ryan in a 20-point victory with both of our top two running backs injured in a stadium that this team has never won before. Can we can we at least not walk away with one of those elements I mean, those are making all, us feel good about ourselves? Those are all truths, yes. But how can you ignore the culmination it of just all does those not, things? It does like, not if you make, told me one of those things... Me, it does not make me feel any better about our victory. Watching Watching some of those missed blocks? Uh, yes. Blocking assignments? No, I mean, this is not a perfect me, team. We are me not the Denver Broncos, you know? Like, we are not a perfect team. There's no question about that. There's flaws, but... The wins that we've had have been because we played as a team, or, well, it's because we have the defense that we have. But still, 23 points not related to turnovers, an additional 20 related to turnovers. You can argue that there should be more, but 23 points, you know, that that in and of itself beats the Jets if we don't give them that garbage touchdown that they got at the end of the game. Now, but to go back on another thing, too, yeah, the missed blocks, the, the missed lanes, Orton holding the ball too long— all the more reason to be happy we got a win going into the bye week when they have an extra week of practice to clean that stuff up. God willing, they do. And, I mean, we should talk a little bit. Actually, maybe we'll talk about it when we talk about our Labatt Blue and Jenny Creamail players. But um, the line was a little bit different this week you know, than, than it has been. It, it still had major, major mistakes, especially watching that All-22. There was just some embarrassing moments from both the line and the running backs. But... Um, yeah, so hopefully getting better. hopefully getting exposed that much it does just gives us more tape to work on. Right. So right. let's get into it. We're all all three of us are drinking Labatt Blue today, so we're five and three. So we're five and three. So. We're five and three. There's definitely you know not it should not be the sky is falling, you know doom uh, type of attitude. But let's uh, let's just go by play by play. Um, play by play. play, by play. play, by <laughs> play. <laughs> Break down the whole so game. You got, you got a good four hours. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> This is why I'm not in charge. Um, Lars, who was your Labatt Blue player of the week? You know, in spite of his mistake, I'm giving it to Sammy Watkins. Um, and, Bill, I, I wanted you here last week to defend your criticism of the pick. And just, okay, I crunched the numbers today. If he had, If he has the numbers he's had in four weeks with Kyle Orton extrapolated over 16 weeks... He would finish his rookie season with 84 catches for more than 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns, and it should have been it should have been uh, that that number actually should be 16 if if we count the long touchdown he should have had. Now to put that in perspective, that's two more touchdowns and 300 more yards than any Bills wide receiver in a single season has ever had. If if he continues at this pace. So are we still critical of the Sammy Watkins pick? No, not okay. at all. Okay, good. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, he is he is at wide receiver everything we hope C.J. Spiller would be at running back. Can we agree to that? Yeah, I, the guy's a tremendous player. You know, you wish you didn't have to give up a first-round pick for him, but, you know, we've seen enough first-round picks go kerploop. Um, kerploop. Just, kerploop. So just, I want everyone in Bill's Nation to just 
imagine the fact that next year we actually do pick a stud player in the first round, and he's a bust, just like so many of the other first-round picks that we've been... Or he's like a Stephon Gilmore or Leotis McCoven. Good players, but, you Gilmore know, Gilmore had a good pick. Uh, no, I know, I know, I know, lineman, I know. All right, well... Okay, Mike Williams. <laughs> so imagine he's Mike Williams. Aaron okay. Maven. Yeah, or Aaron Maven. Uh, I mean, I, I mean original Mike Williams, not... I know. Yeah. So, Suge, who was your Labatt Blue MVP of the game? I know that they didn't play perfect, but the fact that there was any change, I've bagged on these guys for the uh, Jenny Cream male player every week. So, Keith Urban, Mr. Urbic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going with Urbic. You know, I think he stepped up. I think the Did line was in Did you say Urban last week or uh, something? No, no, oh. no. Just because I kept thinking Keith Urban because I watched The Voice last night and they got that other guy on there. Oh, um, Usher? Ursher, yeah, no. Um, anyway, so you know, he he stepped up. He played well. I was reading on some, I don't know, one of these articles that he gave up two pressures um, the entire game, um, and I think maybe one sack uh, or something like that. But anyways, he played pretty well relative to where the guards had been, and I think that it was that that allowed uh, Kyle Orton to throw some of those deeper passes to Sammy or to Robert Woods uh, or even to um, Chandler, which was only a 12-yard. But And by the way, the touchdown passes to Chandler and to Robert Woods, if we, we, we're kind of satisfied that Orton... sick. Yeah, if EJ Manuel throws those passes, we're creaming ourselves, yeah. being like, oh my God, the future of quarterback yeah. here is in Buffalo. But when Kyle Orton Not does it... Not to mention the fake, like in hot... And, yeah. And the execution and Kyle Orton of that fake, like, All right, yeah, Smith. cool. Yeah, he's, he's actually totally raised our expectations for the quarterback position, that, and I think that says a lot. I mean, I've always thought this guy was a good quarterback. He just never really was in a position <laughs> to. No, he everywhere he's played, he's played well. You know, like even, I mean, granted, he played on the Bears when he was a rookie. Well, like um, ten and five, they well, went ten yeah, and five. I remember, it was primarily. I remember. Think, you remember? Do you guys remember thinking like, why, guys? We're here in Chicago. Why isn't he starting over Rex Jake, Grossman? Uh, Oh, is it Grossman or Cutler? It was Grossman. He was traded for Cutler. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, no, so but, was, but, that's right. but so the fact Grossman, that they yeah. brought Grossman back in at the end of the season. Yeah. But that was uh, because they had used a first-round pick on Grossman and had drafted Orton with only a fourth-rounder. Right. Which and is, so that kind of sounds a little familiar. I mean, you it's know? classic like, I mean, mismanagement. It's like, well, we, we, we'd rather, from a, you know, from a feeling standpoint, have this guy be our quarterback, even though... The one from Purdue is a lot better. I mean, the guy's a gamer. Doug Marone doesn't have any feelings. (laughs) The guy's a gamer. The guy's got a very strong arm, uh, which I didn't know um, when I first started reading about him. But my uh, Rekka's cousin had told me, like, no, the guy's got a cannon of an arm, and he went to Purdue. So He does does wear cement shoes. Yeah. On, on a, on yeah. a, on yeah. a quarter Mobility, of the place. I mean, he's like, he's like, like Jim Kelly at like 16 years on. into Jim Kelly's career, he was a little bit faster. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I mean he, that do, is, he doesn't move. When he, and he, when he scrambles too, it looks like, <laughs> I mean, you just, he just it, cannot it looks move those painful. tootsies. Like, <laughs> I, I, there's just, I mean, it looks so painful when he runs. He is not. He's not nimble. Uh, Bill, so, yeah. you got a Labatt Blue MVP? Yeah, and you know what? And I'm going to spin it uh, as well right into my um, Labatt Blue, or excuse Jenny me, Cream. my Jenny Cremail Bummer League. My Labatt Blue Player of the Week was Preston Brown. Nice pick. Uh, mm. I was, uh, and the reason that I really started to like notice him was as I was noticing how poorly Nigel Bradham was playing and how many, you know, three yep. stupid penalties missed. I mean, took a horrible angle 
on several of those plays and like the outside was running back and whether it was Michael Vick. We we, we definitely mentioned this at the bar. And granted, we we made the same observation. Okay, give him maybe a pass on one one of those Michael Vick because there was several players that took horrible angles on him. Yeah, well, but let's still. be clear. Several hundred players over the last decade and but, a half. But give it, but give it, give it, give props to Preston Brown because uh, it's from from the looks of it, he wasn't going to pan out this season, and he was going to be one of those sort of whatever reserve guys coming in and um, you know pushing for some playing time, splitting reps. But uh, you know, he definitely showed that he can be a, a starting caliber. Uh, linebacker in this defense. Is he a Badger? Did he uh, go to Wisconsin? Preston Brown? Why no, he went to uh, Louisville, I think. That's it. I knew it was a red and white team. I mean, th- Preston Brown begs the question, what are we going to do when Kiko comes back? Wh- who's the odd man out? Well, Preston Brown is the odd man out. But or is he's it Brandon the... Spikes? Yeah, uh, no, because Kiko is not going to be able to stop the run but Preston Wait. Brown might be able to. You might put him in the middle and put Kiko back at weak well, side where he belongs. Problem. That's a good problem. I mean, it's, it's true, but playing side. playing outside linebacker is nothing like playing inside linebacker. You know, and like I just don't believe that linebackers are that interchangeable. It's not like you can take a center and make him a tackle. But I think that's where Preston, Brown, Preston Brown was a middle linebacker. I mean, oh, we, in, in in college, yeah, we bumped him the outside, and huh. I think he's been playing inside a lot in um, in the absence in, when in Spikes nickel formations out. when Spikes is out. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting quandary, and it led the WGR guys today to debate whether or not, as we approach the trade deadline, if Kiko Alonso would be traded. Oh, that would be what? interesting. No, I mean, but... It, Dude, if look you're how good our defense has been without him. If you're satisfied with the linebacker core... And now keep in mind, our plan was to move him to the outside. We have not seen Kiko Alonso play a single down as an outside linebacker. We also haven't seen Kiko Alonso play, play a single at all down... With a repaired knee. <laughs> in Jim Schwartz's defense. Right. We've seen a couple players, Nikel Roby uh, comes to mind, number one, take kind of a step back, not playing in Petten's defense anyway. I know, I'm just I'm just putting it out I there. I don't, I'm, Bill, I'm in no way, shape, or form suggesting that Kiko Alonso is going to regress under Jim Schwartz. I'm just saying he's also, he has done nothing to show him, to, to show Bill's fans that he's not expendable. I mean, well, it's, I, the, the fact is that Kiko Alonso doesn't regress under Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz regresses under Kiko Alonso. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Well, I mean, and again, I think uh, the fact that we're even debating something like this, as opposed to like, you know, this, the fact that we're debating getting rid of a, a good player or trading a good player because we have another good player already at that position that's a great that's a great thing and to, to that point about. um jaris wins stefan charles and who's the other guy yeah and um, i like how they were giving i mean giving uh, them legit playing time who went jaris, jaris corbin bryant, bryant. corbin yeah. bryant they have they were playing awesome you, you said game. you said stefan charles yeah, yeah. Stephon. those guys were playing lights out that game i was very i mean we talked about it at the bar i was very impressed i mean you know here's the thing i mean We've the jets had from pretty much no given line, up too though yeah, but I don't think I they think still that this ran the game, ball for like 174 yards, right? But it wasn't like 56 of that was Michael Vick when we were trying to figure out how to play Michael Vick. Yeah, I mean this game. I mean, so just getting quickly back to that that linebacker thing. You know, we were complaining last year that we had no linebackers. Now we have a surplus. You know, the whole I I, I don't understand how tempting it would be to get like a first round pick or you know something like I, Kiko Alonso. The only way I could justify it in my in my mind was to would be to get a, a first-round pick from a team that's not doing very well. I agree. and That was my thought, too. Or send him to a team like the Saints. 
and just get a first round pick next year. You know, trade him, trade him to a team who's thinking they're going to have a pick in twenties or higher. Just for that first round pick? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think a low first round pick is Kiko Alonso's worth a low first round pick. Now, granted, there's the question of how's how's he going to come back from injury? How's he going to be in a different system? Yeah, I, mean, I would you know, never and all that. I don't think I would take that risk as a general manager. You know, from a low team. twenty pick. I mean, I, I think that he's probably at least as good as a as a low twenty pick. No, but you never know. Some of these people never come back from injury the way that you know they were meant to. And also, you know, Petten's, um defense gave him an opportunity to work in space because there was all these stunts and moving and and things like that schwartz's defense is much more you know disciplined cover your cover your holes cover your lanes and things like that and the reason he succeeded um i know even even betty's mad that we're talking about trading kiko alonso but the reason he succeeded is because he was able to move around he was able to get around blockers if he's asked to just sit in a spot and cover that space he may get bowled over by people. But still, I think that it might be useful in situations like where we have to play Gronkowski. And we need a linebacker that's big, but also very, very fast and can, can keep up with him. Well, that happens twice a year. Right. I'm giving my Jenny Cremail bummer of the week to Eric Wood. Yeah. Um, if for no other reason, because we saw it on the All-22, he got completely abused on at least two plays. And we need to stop thinking about the interior line as being uh, a weakness in two areas and a strength in the third, because I think... Quite frankly, all three positions could stand to improve a little bit. Yeah, and I think that I think Eric Wood would be the first one to tell you that he played like crap this game. He's usually well, pretty... he's had a couple now. Yeah, he, I mean it's true he has. And so, I... is it a function of the players that are beside him? Uh, so, I think it's, honestly, I think it's a function of the offensive line needed to get their shit together collectively. Right. And I'm hopeful, although maybe, I wouldn't maybe they're just tired it. of the play calls. I wouldn't bet on it that coming out of the bye week that they'll have, they'll look a lot fresher against the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I certainly hope so. So I am going to give my bummer of the week to... You took my Nigel Bradham, damn you. I mean, give it to him again, whatever. Um, you can give it to Dan Carpenter for missing an extra point. No, yeah, he, made he missed goal. an extra point. He made field yeah, goals, he made a, Didn't he make like a 55-yard field yeah, goal too? Yeah, he did. But he missed an extra point. I, I, that only pisses me off because it shows that at that point in the game, that was to go up 44-17. He just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give it to uh, to Dixon. Sorry. Or not Dixon. Sorry, to Bryce Brown. Mm. I was not very impressed with the, the running from Bryce Brown. I mean, I felt that there was moments, but there was too much hesitation. And for all the smack that that guy talked this the, in the week leading up to his start about how I know I'm an uh, NFL-caliber player. I know I'm as good as anyone else in the league. I know I'm as good as anyone else on this team. Literally calling out CJ and Fred, saying that I'm just as good as you. You still got a little ways to work, buddy, because, you know, in your limited time, yes, you have been good, but against this defense, you sucked. And we saw on the <laughs> All-22 that there were massive holes that even CJ Spiller would have had to recognize and run through to the end, end zone that you just danced around. And so... Uh, Bryce Brown still got a lot of work to do. Booby Dixon, I still love Booby. I know that he's, you know, generally going to always get positive yardage, even if it's just getting back to the line. He rarely loses a significant amount of yardage the way that um, that, that Bryce Brown did. So, you know, as of right now, I don't think that Bryce Brown has done anything to earn himself the starting running back job. I think that's still Booby's, uh, of course, until uh, our other starters come back. Well, we have a whole extra hour this Sunday to enjoy the bye week, I, right? This is this this Sunday brings to an end daylight savings time. Yes, ma'am. 
So there's lots of games to watch. We'll be watching huh. them all. Uh, nothing you know to talk what, about uh, for an upcoming actually, opponent. Yeah, actually, Why have... would you talk right now? I have a question about the calendar. <laughs> Seriously? I have a question about the calendar because I was literally just... <laughs> what is the matter with you? I was just up against this conundrum the other day. And that is, if you think about the months, okay? Oh, God. October, oct. Is yeah, eight. it all got thrown off. Yes, in August, yes. It, it, yes, I know what right. you're saying. Right, and deck is 10. Yes, it all got thrown off. It all got thrown off. You know why? So you know they basically just because the Romans. Yeah, the yeah. fucking Romans. Yeah, and Nova's would have would have been nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mad? Are we? Can we move on from this point now? Can we this move? Is, I just think is, it's funny they they never changed the names, even though they kept like it's sort of like Seven Eleven. But know? we got into this mess by adding new names. Seven Eleven used to used to be open from seven a, seven a.m. to eleven p.m. But they never changed the name of it. It doesn't really make sense anymore. But everyone still like goes there and doesn't even think about it. But it's Chris Hogan. And Chris Hogan wouldn't always be open if it was he, we 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 wouldn't we, what, we call him like how many catches twenty four hour quickie mart how many catches you know? did Chris Hogan have seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great opportunity to move now into the wild card section. Wild card. It's the. All good episodes come to an end, and this episode is no different. That means it's the wild card portion of the episode. Whoa. Took you took my song away, baby! We are coming up on Halloween. This is season six of Bills and Beers, uh, where we talk about the Bills, where we also talk about beer. This week, we're just drinking classic Labatt Blue. Uh, it's a Canadian import. It's the official beer of the Buffalo Bills. And it is delicious. If you're over 18, enjoy it. If you're under 18 living in Canada, ask your parents first. 21 is the drinking age here in the United States. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> the sixth season of Bills and Beers, which means this is at least six Halloween-themed wild cards we've done before, so I'm, I'm certain that we've covered all the bases. We should dig back into the archives and actually maybe uh, post one of the old ones. I could do that. Um, no. The <laughs> so we're gonna play a little game, a little word association game, uh, where we're just gonna shout out uh, table candy flavors, or at least candy brands, and then the Buffalo Bills player who most most clearly or most precisely, what am I trying to say? Um, most tip, most tip, typifies typifies. That's it. Uh, that particular kind of candy. So if we need to pause and justify, we will. Uh, I'm gonna go first, so I'm gonna shout out a candy label and then you first player to come to mind uh you you say it back i like it here we go uh after i go then somebody else just just assume we'll do it like spirit reading i don't know if you guys ever did that in elementary school we don't necessarily have to explain it if you if we may break down and say what are you talking we'll have to okay ready you guys are trying to think what candy bar I'm I know say. one you're going to name. For some reason, I just know which one you're going to name. All right, say it at the same time as me. Ready? One, two, three. Butterfinger. I said Twix. Okay, so... Twix. Twix. Huh. Hmm. Who's the two-headed monster? Oh, shit. Like, who's th- we don't know what we're going to get. Eric Wood. Okay. No. He's not, he's not brown. Urbic. Urbic, I got it. Urbic. Urbic? Okay. Urbic is Twix. Because he normally plays the right side, but now he's playing the left side, so Ooh. he plays on both sides. He votes left Twix and right Twix. <laughs> Shout out a candy label, quick. Baby Ruth. Marcel Darius. Because he's just so big. I'm going to go Sammy Watkins, home run hitter. 
Okay. Oh, nice. I like it. Payday. Kyle Orton. Oh, nice. Five million dollars nice. for him. Okay. Skittles. Marquis Goodwin. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker Skittles like nobody can Skittle. Uh, Reese's Pieces. Oh, someone pathetic. Yeah. Well, they make me sick. I'm allergic to them. So. Duke Williams. Eh. Reese because he falls to pieces too. <laughs> yeah, he falls to Reese's yeah. Pieces whenever whenever adversity strikes. All right. Um, uh, Hershey's classic candy bar. Uh, Kyle Williams. Classic yeah, football player. Yeah, I like that. Huh. I like that. Huh. Peanut butter cup. Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. That's Marcel Darius ever. He's just a big man, fat, chock full of peanut butter. I was going to say uh, Booby Dixon. Sweet, yeah, oh, that... sweet and savory. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Shout one out, Bill. Uh, Lemonheads. Uh, well, that's easy. That's uh, Brad Dan Carpenter. Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, Dan Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> I say Leotis. Leotis McKelvin. Or, like, <laughs> or Eric Wood. I mean, who, how many blonde players do we have on our team? Oh. Oh, you were going with that. I was just kind of going like, you know, it's just like this, like, kind of like bootleg. It's kind of like, you know, the man eats like, like, um, Fritos on his pizza, you know, like. This. Milky Way. Milky Way. Who's that? Uh, Fred, Fred Jackson. Or Chris Hogan. He's got a white wife. Oh, oh. Chris Hogan. Creamy and dreamy. Yeah. yeah there you go. I like it. I like it. Oh, boy. What other candies? Whatchamacallit. Uh, that'll be uh, Marone or Dean, whoever Dean was. What should we call it? <laughs> oh yeah, that guy Dean, there, someone Dean, fifty-four, Robert Dean. Yeah, the guy who we no one knew. Uh, Do y'all notice also Jim we put Dean? someone on IR that I had never heard of? To Kenny Ladler. Yeah, who the hell is Kenny Ladler? Uh, uh, Kit Kat. Uh, Leotis McKelvin. Yeah, that's that's Leotis McKelvin. Uh, I haven't picked one for Stefan Gilmore yet. Oh, he might be Almond Joy. Cause his hair kind of looks no no that's not working at all. What about what about mounds? He would be a good mounds because nobody really cares for him. That's true, and because he had that club on his yeah yeah I like that. I go right. Frank I go Frank Summers for mounds. Nice. Oh I like that mound and pound baby. Um, Twizzler. Ooh. Um, dreads. Some James dreads. Hardy. James Hardy. Oh, <laughs> he's kind of tall and skinny and flimsy. Is James, is James Hardy in jail yet? <clears throat> Is it, why was he a bad kid? Yeah. I just knew he was a bad yeah, football. He, he like shot a, someone. Or he something. like pulled a gun on his stepdad at a barbecue or something. Like what? That. Yeah. Oh, I think I do remember that. We have a good slate of games coming up in the bye week to keep us entertained. An extra hour of sleep coming up as we close the book on daylight savings. Right? We are now. We're are we we're are we transitioning into standard time or out of standard time? No, this is out of. I believe we're losing an hour. No, we're gaining yeah. an hour. We're gaining an hour. Fall back, spring ahead. When you fall back, you gain. Yeah, we're not. It's not spring yet. Oh no, no, no! Because it was made for it was made for farmers. Yeah. Right. So we're probably going back to standard time. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I think the daylight is when you. When in Rome. Yeah. So we're about to, we're about to switch back to standard time, <laughs> get an extra hour of sleep, and enjoy two weeks of a Buffalo Bills team with a winning record through eight games, a winning record in the division, although a losing record at home, which we're gonna hopefully fix. Coming up against the Kansas we'll have City three Chiefs. three weeks of a winning record. We'll talk about that uh, next week. And until then, BillsAndBeers.com. Tell everybody you know. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Even though we're not Instagramming, just, just look up Cassie for that. Uh, so until then, go Bills and all the teams we need to win. Go Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me want to shout